0: 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 to 5 in the NLT reads, Elisha replied, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver. And twelve quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, That couldn't happen, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, You will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. Now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Why should we sit here waiting to die, they asked each other. We will starve if we stay here. But with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Aramean army. If they let us leave, so much the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. So at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Aramean Earlier in the year, Pastor Don was sharing about champions and sharing about defeating giants. Do you remember that time? And we were praying and fasting and and really uh, pressing in in that area. And in one of our uh, schedules for prayer and fasting, in one of those days, a question was asked, what are your giants? You know, and we were encouraged to identify some giants in our lives and to... And to come, you know, to, to take a stand against the giants in the land and the giants in our lives. And I remember um, my husband and I, Vic and I, were talking about this. And we identified a giant that we called Inertia. I-N-E-R-T-I-A. In case I'm pronouncing it in a way that, uh, yes, is not. Inertia. And, and we, we identified that giant uh, in our lives in specific circumstances and specific uh, situations. We saw that in certain areas, we have inertia. We experience inertia. We have to fight against a giant called inertia. What is inertia? Inertia is a tendency to do nothing or to remain unchanged. That's what it is. The tendency to do nothing there in that area, and to remain unchanged, untouched. Yeah? Inertia is really a physics word. Now, don't turn me off, some of you, because I use the word physics. It's a physics word, and in physics, inertia is a property of matter by which it continues in its existing state of rest. Continues in its existing state of rest. Or uniform motion, uniform motion, as in nothing's changing. We are only going in this direction in this way. In a straight line, unless that state is changed by an external force. Hey, did you know that you could preach in physics? I didn't because this is not my thing, I can assure you. Note that inertia can be a motionless state or a moving state. So you might be moving and still be in inertia, because nothing is changing. That's interesting, isn't it? You you could be moving, but you're stuck in a groove, stuck in a rut that you can't get out of. No matter how much you try, you're there. It's inertia. Inertia is characterized by a lack of activity or interest. We become disinterested, maybe even indifferent. The unwillingness to make an effort or do anything. Here are some synonyms for inertia. Synonyms are names that could be used in place of that. Listen to this one. Apathy. Does that one sound familiar? Especially in our nation today. Don't put up your hand. Yeah? Yeah? In the last, I'm not going to be talking uh, about elections, don't, don't get me wrong. But in the last four or five elections we've had, the main word has been euphoria. Have you heard that word, euphoria, in these elections? Not much. Apathy. Laziness is another word. Paralysis is another word. Passivity sluggishness, unresponsiveness, deadness, dullness. Have you been there? Let me ask you that question. Have you been there? Have you been in those circumstances and situations as a person where you just feel, that's where I am? tu (laughs) there. Don't think I've ever used that word ever in my life. (laughs) This is new. Yes, we are in a state of corporate and individual inertia. I pray that as I share today, you will listen for your life and your personal circumstances. And you will listen for the sake of our nation. Because we are in that place of inertia. I have to say this, that with inertia sometimes, it's not really a question of laziness and willingness or neglect for some people and for many circumstances. Sometimes it's just that things are set in such a way that you cannot even move in any direction. Or things are set in in that groove we are talking about that you can only move in one direction. and And it's not really you. Maybe you're willing and you're not neglectful and you're not lazy, but it's like things are just set that way. And so there's nothing you can do about them in your life or corporately for our nation. Let me share some antonyms of inertia. Antonyms are the opposites. Active, lively, animated, energized, moving, busy, life, passionate. Those are the opposites of inertia. In our Bible text today, we have a city that is set in a state of inertia. We have a man A chief advisor to the king who is the spokesman of that city's inertia. He's the one giving it voice. We also have four lepers set in a state of inertia. And today we are looking at their stories to discover the force we need. Excuse me, the force that we have to bring down the giant of inertia. And today the title of our message is Discover the Force You Are. Come on somebody, discover the force you are. You are a force, you are a force to reckon with. First, let's look at the city. This is a city under siege. The Syrians, in one of, in some versions they are called the Syrians, the Arameans, They had tightly locked up the city of Samaria, so nothing went in and nothing came out. The city under siege means that water and food supplies are cut off to force surrender and choke out the life of that city. Things are moving in only one direction in that city, downhill. Everything is going south. Things are going from bad to worse. The state of rising prices and the rising cost of living is the one, the only one constant thing. They said in that story that a donkey's head was being sold at the highest price. A donkey's head, people. Some of you won't touch donkey meat. These guys were eating. Okay, most of you won't touch donkey meat. These guys are bargaining for the head of a donkey. They said that a cup of dove's dung was too high to afford for many people in that city. Now, I checked out, uh, listening to some videos, what is dove's dung? Were they really eating dove's dung? And they said it was an expression referring to a small pea that was eaten back in the day. It's kind of like the way we say, you know, we eat hot dogs. And uh, somebody from back in the day might be like, what? You guys are eating hot dogs? (laughs) Some of you will get that next year. <laughs> but does this situation sound familiar? Does it sound familiar to you guys? Ah, uh, unga prices. So we have TikTokers now screaming in the supermarket because of how high the price of unga has been. Yeah? Petrol prices. Cooking oil. Now we are Googling how to cook without cooking oil. rice my favorite version of rice is unaffordable at this point this is what we are calling the high cost of living but be comforted; things are not as bad for you right now as they were in Samaria in Samaria things were so bad that cannibalism even set in they started eating their own children a woman came to the king and said we agreed with this friend of mine that we eat my child So we killed him and ate him, and now she has gone and hidden her son. Do something. I mean, these are the issues that the kings are dealing with. Or rather, the king is dealing with. Extreme distress. So bad that the king, Ben-Hadad, sent a message to the prophet, saying, "says." and the king said, All this misery is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? It's like, why should I wait? Why should I believe? Why should I trust? Why should I press in any longer? That's, what the, that's the message that got to the prophet Elisha. The real message that the king wanted to send sounded more like this. May God strike me dead. And may God strike me and even kill me if I don't separate Elisha's head from his shoulders this very day. Yanni, the king, thought God is responsible for this situation. And so since I can't kill God, I'm going to go for his servants. Pastors, can you say amen? This is your calling. (laughs) Elijah was unbowed. Is it Elijah or Elisha? Elisha was unbowed. Pastor Nelson, something's going on here. Elisha wasn't And Elisha said, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says by this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria. Six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver. And 12 carts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. How incredible is that? Imagine living in that city in those times and hearing that. You're in those times and the prophet of God stands up and says that. What would you say? Would you believe it? Would you believe it if a prophet of God stood up and said, tomorrow unga will be 50 shillings a kilo? You know, tomorrow, Kamande is going to be 50 shillings a kilo. <laughs> would you believe the Lord? You don't want Kamande. You want chicken. <laughs> chicken! will be a hundred shillings a kilo. Woo! I feel something on that one. It still has to cost something because you know you have to buy food for those chickens. What? God has said it. Believe it. So the king's chief advisor hearing this said, that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. How foolish is that? To discover the force you are and break out of inertia, number one, agree with the word of the Lord. Agree with the word of the Lord. No matter how incredible, unbelievable it sounds to you, no matter how impossible, agree with it. Because you're talking to God here, not to man. Amen? The king's chief advisor missed an opportunity to receive God's word to agree with God's word. And although the city later experienced deliverance and breakthrough beyond their wildest dreams, he did not personally enjoy it. The chief advisor was so full of his own good advice, he could not hear a from the Lord. Sometimes good is the enemy of the best. He had studied the statistics. He knew the trends, his experience, and his skills bore witness to this fact No way anything could change by this time tomorrow. But sometimes our own smarts and our own intelligence are the greatest enemy of our faith and trust in God. Our limited experience becomes our hindrance to prayer. This man couldn't think outside the box of his own experience. God is not working in your realm, He's in a in, in a whole nother level. We become comfortable in the devil's lies because we become comfortable with our clever deductions and conclusions. Expose the lies that lead to unbelief. God is at work beyond what you can know or see. I am possible, will do the impossible. Amen? You know, I remember a long time ago, we used to meet for early morning prayer in, um, in that place, Kenya National Theater. And I remember a pastor standing up and praying a prayer that I agreed with by faith. It was so incredible. That was a time when our phones were just beginning to come in. And Safaricom had set up, you know. And uh, a few people had phones. You like, like the governor of the central bank and <laughs> the richest businessman in our church. Way God moved. Even Pastor Don got a cell phone. Wow. Then God moved one. Even one of the pastors got a cell phone. This was awesome. Then one day we were praying and one pastor began to pray and pressing in for communication, for flow, for cell leaders to to be in touch with the members. And he prayed that the Lord will make a way so that every cell leader will have a cell phone. And I remember thinking, wow, okay. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I'm a cell leader. (laughs) How many know that happened? I mean, do I need to elaborate? Do I need to elaborate on that? Agree with what God is saying. If you don't know what he's saying, find out. Read your Bible. Go find your pastor and talk to them about God's will. Agree with that. Ask how to hear from God and find it. I feel like every time I come here, I just say, read your Bible. Honestly, that's what I feel like. The power of God's word is in you as a force to reckon with. A force to move you from fear and doubt into faith and hope and peace and joy and victory. It's a force to cause you to rise up and go take the country. It's a force that will bring you back to life, to energy, to activity and movement you know, every time fear and anxiety try to push me down into inactivity and into paralysis, my husband and I, we return to what God is saying to us. What he has said to me, I return to those words of encouragement from my Rema, from my Jano, from the pastors, from my cell leader. I return to those words. I love how specific, not, word, not vague God's word is. He said, by this time tomorrow, May we seek his word and hear his voice. Now let's look at the four lepers. They too, they are in a state of inertia. They are asking, why sit here till we die? The word sit is very telling. Why are we so apathetic, so sluggish, so lazy to get up and do something? Why are we so comfortable doing nothing? That's what inertia often looks like. Sitting there with a remote, just observing and commenting and criticizing and not getting involved. Inertia looks like that. Sitting there scrolling and swiping endlessly on your laptop or your uh, computer, your your what? Gadget. Sitting there staring. Sometimes inertia is deeper. We feel perplexed and bewildered and, and, and we are even unable to pray because we just don't know what to do. If this wasn't the year of discovery, we'd have titled this, What to do when you don't know what to do. The word why is also telling. They had every good excuse to do nothing. We are lepers. We are rejected. That's why we are outcasts. We are poor. We are in pain. We are powerless to do anything. The states are, are set against us in every way. That's why. That's why we are going to sit here and die. We are outside the gates. We are not even in on what's going on out in there. We are not in a position to participate. We are not in the inner circle of things. But think about this. Thank God they were outside the gates. They thought outside the box, or shall we say outside the gates, and became the outside force that broke the state of inertia. Why? What is your big excuse? Number two, to break out of inertia, to become the force that breaks the power of inertia, do not make excuses for inaction. Don't make excuses for inaction. Here are some excuses. There's nothing I can do. I don't have what it takes. I don't have the money, the talent, the status to do what it takes. Nobody wants my contribution. I've done this before without much success. It's not my personality. I don't do that. I'm not gifted that way. It's already rigged anyway. The chips are stacked against us. The stakes are too high. Excuse making is a terrible disease of the soul. Stop. No more excuses. Dare to be different. That's what we are doing in kids' house right now. Dare to be different. Think outside that box. Talk yourself into a position of faith. That's what these people did. Reason that God can. Now watch what happened next. The lepers said to each other, we will starve if we stay here, but with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Aramean army. If they let us leave, so much for the better. These guys are lepers and they want to leave. I mean, how low is the quality of their life? And they want to live. So much the better, they said. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. What do we have to lose? They talked themselves into action. The third and obvious way to become the outside force that breaks the power of inertia is this. Take action. Do something. Take a chance that your actions will make a difference because sitting there certainly won't. The leper said we might leave acting, but sitting here, we will be the number one statistic. Yes. We will surely die. <laughs> Start. There's a reason we call them starts. <laughs> Doing the right thing consistently with a clear conscience is the one of the best favors you can do for yourself. When finally... Chips for where they may. Why am I using words like chips for where they may? You know you did the best you could. Vic and I have often talked about this. Figure what you can do and do it. Just see, what can you do and do it? A friend of mine put it this way. Do the next right thing. There's always something within your power to do. Do it. So can I just say, go vote? Can I just say that? That's one thing you, the one thing you can do. Go do it, yeah? And that's how the lepers became the most unlikely heroes of this conflict. As they started down the hill, God put an amplifier to their feet. Can a sound technician say amen? amen. Their shuffling, dragging feet sounded like the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sounds of a great army approaching... The king of Israelites. (laughs) All right. I missed it there. I was so excited. They said to themselves, the king of Israel has hired the Etites and the Egyptians to attack us. They cried to one another. So they panicked and ran into the night, abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else as they fled. Do you hear the enemy now talking to themselves? They are talking themselves into flight. They are talking themselves into panic. Woo! The enemy is talking himself into fear, into flight. I love that. Woo! Let the enemy talk like that. That's not my language. That's how I see my enemies acting and functioning. When the men with leprosy arrived at the edge of the camp, they went into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine. Hmm? Shamdo. <laughs> and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and hid it. Finally, they said to each other, so that Pastor Kev, people don't start coming to you saying we are going to go eat and drink <laughs> They said, this is not right. This is a day of good news and we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until morning, some calamity will suddenly fall upon us. Come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. And you know the rest of the story. They went and they reported the gate. At the gate, the group of poor, hapless outcasts became the force that broke the power of that giant of Inasha. I'm going to skip on to number four. Go and see. When t- they told the king, the king couldn't believe it himself. And he said, No, 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 it's a trick. They just want us to get out of the city and then they'll fall upon us and capture the city. But his advisors, these are good advisors, they said, They started, the advisors started talking just like the, the le- leprous men. They said, What does it matter? If we stay here, we die. If we go out, we die. Send some people out and let them go and see. Number four, go and see. I love that. If you go, you will see. You will see the miraculous works of God. See how God can, God even works with ungodly kings to bring about his divine will. See how he uses the humble and the lowly. See how he connects with and moves for the believer. Go and see how man's extremity is God's opportunity. Go and see how God can work a miracle so naturally. It looks like a piece of cake. And when it's all done, we can now see that of course, of course God did it. Of course fine flour is going to be sold for little. Of course chicken is going to be cheap. Of course. Of course, things are going to get better. It's going to be all right. Just go and see. Amen? Can you put your hands together for the word of the Lord? Can you be the ones that rise up and say, Woo! And we need some men and women but first, let me say, men, who are warriors in this land that will give a shout of victory over the giant of inertia. Woo! Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word. We thank you that we are a force to reckon with God. Father, I thank you, you are starring us, starring us in a way that we've never been stared before because we've never looked at a giant such as this one. And yet it's there. It's always been there mocking us. It's always been there paralyzing us. But today we refuse in the mighty name of Jesus to sit there any longer and do nothing in Jesus' name. And we come against by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We come against that spirit of inertia and we bring it down in Jesus' name by prayer Lord but we bring that spirit of inertia down by agreeing with the word of the Lord by stopping to make excuses by starting to act by taking action and by faith and boldness and encourage we are going forward to see the miraculous works of God indeed The impossible will become the miraculous. God, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Lord.